Welcome, everyone, to episode three of the Sire Says podcast. Um, today is a very special day because we have our very first guest on the podcast. He's someone that a lot of you will know very well if you follow my gaming channel. We played each other multiple times on, uh, on Ultimate Team. He is the Italian stallion, Marco Maggio. Marco, Marco, welcome. Thanks for having me on, mate, as your inaugural guest. Thank you. I almost called you Malcolm there, sorry. <laughs> do you want to do that again? <laughs> it's all good. A bit of a bit of comedy for the listeners, slash viewers. Oh, but yeah, it's good to it's good to have you on there. Um, on here, should I say? Um, today we are doing a very a bit of a different podcast because the last two podcasts have been more rants about UEFA and and the Super League and stuff. Today it's going to be a bit of a uh, a bit of a lighter podcast because we're going to be discussing or having somewhat of a debate about what is the all time eleven. So I spoke to Marco what a couple of weeks ago now and said, you know, go away and pick your all-time 11 but there is now that sounds very broad because you know there's sort of players like Messi, Ronaldo etc but with this all-time 11 we're only going to be using retired slash deceased players so if there are any deceased players in either, either our 11s RIP um, and yeah we're also going to be doing a manager as well um, we've also got a little quiz lined up which should be interesting uh, we'll explain the quiz a bit further down the line but yeah, I think this should be very, very interesting. Um, do you have a nice little team going there, mate? I do, actually, yeah. Um, some did take quite a bit of thinking. Yeah. Um, but at the end of it, yeah, definitely got some strong players in there. How about yourself? Yeah, I think it's a strong team. I think there's certainly some positions where I felt like I really struggled because um, there was like so many good players about a certain position, but... I literally went on like YouTube and stuff and looked like clips of these players and stuff to try and decide. And I was like, right, okay, actually, this is the man. You know, I did a little scouting mission. <laughs> so you did your research? I did, I did. Um, cool. So I think let's get started. Um, I will, as the guest, I will let you go first. Just let me know what formation you've picked as well. Um, I've just gone for the um, standard 4 3 3. Okay. Interesting. I've gone for the same formation, just to let you know. Um, interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many players we pick for the same. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I mean, we should, I feel we should get one thing out of the way because there's obviously going to be one player in both our lineups, which is, uh, you know, you walk into any team. Where have you put Emil Heskey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, he's, he's the front man. He's got the captain's <laughs> arm, man. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I'm, 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 that's my, that's my, I'm, I'm going to stop being silly now. All right. <laughs> All right, that's cool. So let's begin with the goalkeepers. Marco, who is your goalkeeper? This was actually the hardest position to pick. Um, it's a shame that Buffon is actually still playing, otherwise he would have gone straight in. But mm. I've actually decided to go for Ike Casillas. Um, yeah, I think that period he had, I think it was between 2008 and 2012, mm. with that dominant Spanish team. Yeah, he was definitely the best keeper in the world at that time. And I think he played like over a thousand career games. And pretty much one he won pretty much everything he could. Um I think it was a shame to see how Madrid sort of treated him towards the end of his time there. Hmm. Um and I think he was if I remember correctly, he was treated badly by Mourinho as well. No surprises yeah. there. 
even by the Madrid fans. I think I remember back then being ridiculous considering everything we had done for them. But um, yeah, he was absolutely solid keeper. So yeah, that's why I put him there. That's interesting because I've got to be honest with mine. I didn't even think about Ica Casillas. But even when he was playing, I, I've done this very, very controversial. But I never really, I mean, I say I didn't rate him as harsh because he was very good. But I felt like he was one of those goalkeepers where you, I don't know, I felt like if he was my, if he was Liverpool's goalkeeper, we're both Liverpool fans, by the way, for the listeners who, who didn't know that. But if he was in Liverpool's goal, I would feel a bit nervous with him in goal. I just feel like there was times where he would make like silly mistakes and he could, out of nowhere, he could just kind of ha- have a shocker, you know. Like, I'll never forget the one moment in the, I think it was the 2010 World Cup. He had the ball, right? Counter-attack launching. You know, and he's there, like, you know, shuffling and deciding what to do and then just booing it out of play. And I was just like, what is going on? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's a solid choice, to be fair. But maybe it's, you know, personal opinion, but I never really rated him high, high, you know? That's fair enough. Yeah. I'd be interested to see who you picked, mate. All right, so I had a lot of... The goalkeeper was one position where I, I actually really struggled. Um, I was split between a few, um, but I decided to go with a Premier League legend. Um, and I've decided to go... His son currently plays in the Premier League with Leicester. I've gone with Peter Schmeichel. Um, the reason I had to go with him is he's absolutely massive. I feel like in the big games, especially, he used to like pull out like incredible saves. He he's got a huge frame, just always delivered. Like, okay, fair enough. Like most goalies probably had the odd error or so, but I just feel like he was like if, if I'm a striker, you know, he's a nightmare to come up against. So yeah, I decided to go for Big Pete. That's fair enough. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I haven't actually seen him play much. Yeah, it was before our time. So yeah. I was, I mean, I remember when they used to have that show on Sky Sports. Um, I think it was called Premier League Years. Do you remember that show? Yeah. I used to see, like, a lot of, like, the older clips on there and, like, the amount of games, like, especially in the like, season, sorry, in the 90s, where, like, he made so many insane saves and, like, saved United so many times. Not to say they wouldn't have won the league, like, with a different goalkeeper, but there was just so many games, like, especially when you had, like, do you remember when, like, Newcastle were, like, and Man U were, like, battling out for the title, like, nearly every season? Mm. Like in, the, in like a big games, there were so many games where he would like just deliver so many like big performances, and I felt like would, that was a big part of why United um, won the league sometimes. And let's not forget, he won Euro. I think it was, I want to say it was '92 with Denmark, which back then was like it was like the equivalent of when Greece won it in 2004. Was like what has just happened, you know? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, on to the defence then. Would you like to start with your right back or your left back? Yeah, start with the right back. Um, so yeah, right back I've gone with uh, Gary Neville. Um, United legend. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> I've actually gone with um, Philip Lahm for okay. yeah, Bayern Munich. Um, yeah, it's probably quite a surprising one, but he was an absolute workhorse in that Bayern team. Um, and I'll never forget the partnership he had with Robin um, mm. on that right side. Yeah, they used to absolutely terrorise defences. Um, I'd say he probably even peaked towards the last stage of his career, mm. um, especially in that, I think it was, was it the 2013 season 
when they went on to win the Champions League. Yeah, I just think they went and they go on to win five trophies that season. I think it was. I think, I think they literally won. Yeah, I know the season you mentioned yeah. had like Mandzukic, Cruz. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they just. I think they won everything there was to win. I think. Yeah, but yeah, he was definitely the best right back around at that time. Um, I'll say he's also like one of the most underrated players as well. Yeah, but yeah, I think a little arm at right back. Yeah, it's very, very interesting choice because I've also gone with Philip Lahm. Um, yeah, right back was, because I did think about maybe picking Cafu, you know, the one that used to play for Brazil, and he was really good, but I agree. I actually he did was... put him in there first, to be fair. Oh, really? Yeah, that was my original choice, but then Philip Lahm couldn't leave him out. Yeah, I mean, I think with Philip Lahm, I just, like you said, he was like consistent for so many years, probably got better towards the back end of his career. And what I liked about him is that he was very versatile. I think there was a spill. I don't know if it was when Pep was there, but when he was like playing in like, centre midfield and he was so solid, you know, good leader, defend, you know, could score goals every now and then. Like, I'll never forget the one he scored against, was it, I think it was against Costa Rica. And he had that long ranger across the keeper off the post, an absolute beauty. Oh, yeah, um, cool. But yeah, I think that was so, I, 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 when you said Gary Neville, I thought you were being serious. Which, I wouldn't have blamed you. Gary Neville was solid, mate, back in the oh, day. Mate. Really? <laughs> Gary Neville was a great defender, I think. Mm, maybe. I, I don't think I don't think United have probably had a right back as good as that since, to be honest. I mean Wan is really good, but Raphael, mate. Yeah. No, mate. Prime... <laughs> Prime G Nev. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a United fan, obviously, but if I was. He would walk into my team. No, I could not put Neville in there. Damn. That is controversial. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So we're in agreement then on Philip Lahm for right back? I think absolutely. I just, I, I think in, yeah, I just think in the last few years and even before that, I just think he's just the all-round sort of um, fullback, really. Yeah. Cool. So on to your first centre-back. So first centre-back. This was another tough one. So the first one is between this guy and Cannavaro. Um, but I've gone for... One? Who was the first one? Sorry. It was Nesta. Nesta. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say Nesta just edged it for me. Okay. Um, I just thought he was probably more of a complete centre-half. Like Cannavaro was a great leader. But in terms of actual ability, I feel like Nesta could do it all. Mm. Um, I feel like if he didn't have so many injuries throughout his career, he could be at, like in for a shot for one of the best in that position. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget the 2006 World Cup. Like although he didn't actually play that much, I think. Um, but that defense, I think it's him, Matarazzi, and Cannavaro. Yeah, is he? I think conceded like three goals throughout the whole tournament. That was absolutely so. I'll never forget that. Um, yeah. So yeah, Nessie would definitely be my first pick for centre back. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. I mean, I didn't think about him for mine, but. Slight spoiler, like he's not in there. Um, but yeah, Nesta was good. I think I remember like AC Milan in like the mid 2000s, like that was just the complete team. And he was there with uh, Maldini, weren't he? Like, mm. that, that, that defense was just that team and on a whole was just unplayable, really. And yeah, I think that Italy squad at the uh, 06 World Cup when you guys won it. What I liked about the Italy team is they didn't necessarily play like the most beautiful football, but they were so efficient, like defensively solid. You know, and yeah, they would. Yeah. yeah, from back to front, they were absolutely, yeah, great, great team. Yeah, 
do you feel like a bit of a, a bit of a sidetrack but do you feel like Italy have kind of ever do you think you will ever get back to that sort of level or do you think there's do you think there's hope like in the current team or do you think that was primarily um, for you I can't say never get back to that level um, especially in, with the current squad we've got quite a young squad and it's actually looking pretty good under Mancini but in terms of like the quality of players we had then I don't think we'll ever see like anything like that yeah like the likes of Pirlo Tuso Totti mm. um, all those like defensive Brutes we had as well back there um but yeah i don't know you can never say never but like the quality we did have then yeah it'd be hard to see that again our lifetime probably Mm. how do you think how do you think you'll get on at the euros um that's a tough one really (laughs) um i think we do have we definitely have a chance like i'll never write us out Mm. in major tournaments um, but I do think we'll just come short in like, the last stage. We'll definitely get through the group, I reckon. Mm. In touch with, um, but yeah, I feel if we if we meet one of the bigger nations like a France or uh, a Belgium, that's when we could yeah probably be undone. Really, but um, yeah, my expectations aren't too high, but yeah, never rule us out. Yes, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I think yeah, I think there's re- reason to be optimistic there for all Italians. Um, speaking of Italians, we move on to my first centre back, and it is probably the greatest defender you've ever seen. This man played for a variety of big clubs, including Ipswich, Newcastle, Wigan, and I want to say Sunderland. It is, of course, Titus Bramble. I mean, I, I'm, I'm joking. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, real here. No, no, no. Um, it's funny you said about Nestler because my first actual centre back, not trolling. Um, is uh, Nesta's partner in crime for many years. It is Paolo Maldini. Um, I mean, just the guy was just a brute, you know, played for, I think he played for almost like three decades or something. Consistent, could play fullback uh, in the middle, could score goals every now and then, had, you know, could, even in his sort of older years, had a bit of pace, could bomb forward, solid, just control the defence, a leader. I just think, to be honest, in terms of retired centre-backs, I feel like he was just the complete defender, to be honest. As an Italian, what do you think? Do you think, would you say Maldini? Um, I mean, I don't want to give any spoilers any, away, but he did have his best years at left back. Yeah. Um, and that's where I've put him in my squad. I've put him in, I have put him in left back. Interesting. I mean, he's, for me, definitely the best like, defender around, especially at the time when he was playing. Um, Obviously, I'll speak about him a bit more when I get onto my left back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like he won most of his stuff. Uh, he's like athletes in that position at left back. But yeah, I don't actually remember him playing too much at centre back. Did mm-hmm. he start off at centre back or was it left I back? I think because I did actually watch a documentary about him. You know, like a uh, football's greatest, where they look like there are um, careers of like numerous legends and stuff. He was one of them. And when he was like 16, he was playing left back, I think, for, for Milan. That's like where he started, I think. And then as he got older, I think he moved into the middle. Um, but yeah, he was really good at left back. But yeah, I decided to put him in centre just because I think, like, even though he weren't the quickest and stuff, he was just like absolutely solid. You know, especially that sort of Milan team, like sort of 2003 to 2007, where they were just like constantly challenging for the Champions League and, pardon me, and like domestic titles. 
he was just a rock in the middle there and was just always just constant consistent you know but yeah that's uh, that's my first center back so you had a uh, nesta in the first center back right who is who is partnering him in your team um so the second player i've got in there has to be beckenbauer um obviously again this is way before our time yeah um but to go on to win, I think it was he won the World Cup in two Balloon Doors as a defender. Mm. Um, that's definitely something doing. I think the only other centre back to win the Balloon Door was Cannavaro. But whenever you hear like people talk about the best defender of all time, he's always mentioned in there. So mm. yeah, I've had to sort of put him in there. I can really avoid him there. So he's going to be partnering Nestor in my team. Yeah, I think that's a pretty solid choice. I didn't really think about him because in my head, for some reason, I had him in that he was a centre defensive mid. Am, am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong, mate. Oh. I'm joking. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I weren't around in 1966, you know, so no. I can only go off what Wikipedia says. You might, you might have been. <laughs> Give it a but, quick Google. Uh, he, yeah, he was he was a quality player, but I've seen like clips and stuff, and yeah, he was just a unit, mate. Honestly, um, I think that's a really that's a watertight defense you got back there. I think. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't. I can't really comment much more back about because, like I said, I haven't really. I haven't seen like loads of his clips, but. I've seen like bits enough to know that, yeah, he was absolutely um, solid. Also, a little fun fact for you. He's, I believe, one of two or three people to win the World Cup as a player and manager. Did you know that? That's a good fact. I had no idea. Yeah. The other, okay, so I know it's him, the, the guy that manages France, I've got his name, Deschamps. Is that his name? Yeah. Think, is that right? And then there, I don't know if there's a third guy. It might just be them two, but yeah, they've, all, they're the only guys that have managed. Yeah, to win the World Cup in the dugout and on the pitch. So, a little uh, fun fact for you. You know, if you ever got a mastermind or anything. <laughs> right. So, I had Maldini in my first centre-back. Partnering him as a guy I admired for a very long time. Don't worry, it's not Titus Bramble or, or Paul Koncheski. Okay, they are... They, they, no, absolutely not. Um, I've gone for Carlos Puyol. An absolute rock, mate. I mean, what I liked about Puyol is he wasn't the most elegant defender. He wasn't, you know, he like a lot of defenders say, see that like, they, they play out from the back and stuff. Puyol weren't exactly great at all that, but every time we used to watch like Barcelona in the day, like he was just a natural born leader. He, you know, took people out, got the job done, you know, just an absolute warrior. He was just always reliable. I used to, when I was about 16, right, I used to call him the reliable Puyol. Because he really was just, just just went in there, got the job done, could score a goal every now and then. Um, I just think he was one of the most complete centre backs in his time, and even today, I think he's somewhat underrated, to be honest. So, yeah, he was like one of the first choices on this team, to be honest. Like he was just an absolute unit, mate. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I find it hard to disagree with that. He was, yeah, yeah, absolute unit, wasn't he? Back at the. I think he was sort of like driving force in that. I think it was a like 2009 to 2011 squad, Barcelona. Mm. Under Guardiola, wasn't he really? He was. Yeah. He was. And I think, yeah, once he retired, really, they've not really, I mean, still good players today, but I don't, I don't feel like they've had any sort of defenders that have ever been as good as him, in, in my opinion, like in terms of centre-backs. Yeah. He did come to mind, to be fair, when picking one, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think we will probably know this one, but I, I'll let you take it away. Who is your left yep. back marker? So, as I mentioned, it is Paolo Maldini. 
I don't know, I feel like he had his better years playing at left back. Mm. Um, as I said, yeah, arguably one of the greatest defenders of all time. I feel like he just made everything look so easy like when he was on the ball. Um, definitely like one of my favourite players growing up, mm. outside of England anyway. Um, yeah, I'll never forget when he scored in Istanbul. Oh, yeah. That first minute goal absolutely shat my pants. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on here. Oh, yeah, I've already got an explicit that. warning on Spotify, so swear away, mate. Oh, fine. <laughs> but yeah, the rest was history after that, though. Um, but yeah, absolute quality defender. Had to go in the team. Would, um, as an Italian fan, would you argue that, arguably, whilst, you know, he's, there's no doubt that his, you know, he was a legend at Milan, but would you argue that at international level, he didn't, he never really delivered sort of as much? Um, I mean, that's said, obviously, because he didn't really win anything at international level. Mm. Um, but I feel like, yeah, it's easier to scapegoat when players play in the international team. Yeah. They're not playing there as often. If they don't deliver, then people always be on your back. But I don't know. I feel like, obviously, it was, I was a bit young at the time, so I don't really remember him um, playing the international team. But I feel like, yeah, it's easier to get sort of like when you're playing international level. Yeah, I, I agree, to be honest. Because he's yeah, definitely playing with Milan, where he's playing with them every week, whereas Italy, it's like, you remember one squad one time, and the next round of qualifiers or whatever, it's a whole different team, you know? He's got guys from like Brescia and stuff in there, and it's like, who's this guy, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a really good choice, to be honest. Yeah, because, yeah, he started out as a left-back, and he was solid. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was around the time where Milan, like they won back-to-back as it was then, European Cups, I think. I think he was part of that team, wasn't he, at left-back, if I'm not wrong. I think, yeah, he was. I know because, yeah, he definitely played in those finals at left-back. Mm. And then he played in 2005 final, I think, then. Yeah. At left-back as well. Solid choice, solid choice, I think. Um, cool. So, my left-back. Uh, I've So, obviously, I've not gone for Maldini. Um, I think left-back was one of the more easier choices. I did consider Ashley Cole, but then I figured that I thought there's someone a bit more complete than him. So I picked uh, the legend, Roberto Carlos. Um, solid defensively, obviously could hit a ball and you could score some outrageous goals, had vision going forward. I think if you've got a defender that can defend, but can bomb forward as well and had the, the fitness when he was in his prime, especially the fitness to bomb up and down the pitch like he did. I just think that would be an addition to any team and if you get a free kick you're sorted you know so yeah Roberto Carlos walks into my team good choice yeah iconic yeah. player I'll never forget that what was it, that amazing free kick he scored um, I think it was he, any... the banana free kick or whatever they call it yeah the absolute like the curve that he got on it was yeah absolutely ridiculous absolutely yeah I, I don't know how he did that to this day and he also scored that goal where he was where he they long board up to him. You've probably seen it. And then it was sort of near the, the the corner flag near that goal line. And he smacked it and it swerved into the top corner from there. Have you seen that goal? Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, just outrageous, mate. And I mean, in terms of like honors as well, like just looking at his honors, he won like La Liga's, obviously World Cup. I'm sure he won a Copa America, Champions Leagues. I think he I think he literally won everything there was to win. And was integral to part of that. So I couldn't leave him out, to be honest. Yeah, no disagreements there for that one, to be fair. Yeah. As a solid backline you got there, to be fair. 
yeah, I think yours is, is pretty solid as well. I think, yeah, if these two teams were to meet in their prime, yeah, I don't know if anyone would score, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know how Maldini will do in, a, in both sides, but yeah. You could play one half for your team and then play second half for my team. Yeah. Like Power League, mate, right, with shorter players, right. Go on, you can you know, join our second half, you know, like, what? Okay. You know, scores a hat-trick against you, right, come on, lads. We're only 3-0 down, come on, we can do this. Awesome. Um, cool. We're going to take a break from the uh, Ultimate Eleven there um, because we're going to play a little quiz game. So uh, I'm going to come up with a name, uh, a name for this quiz game on the spot. This game is called Cup Final Finesse. What do you think of that name? Cup Final <laughs> Finesse? Yeah. I mean, not bad. I like it. Could have been better. What's, what's the premise of the game? So, before meeting on this podcast today, me and Marco went away and we picked five cup finals. So it could be any cup final you wish. Um, and basically what we're going to do is we're going to give each other um, goal scorers from a final. So let me just think of one at random that... Um, let me think. So if I said, for example, Origi and Salah, Right, then Marco would have to guess the year of the final, um, venue, competition, and location. Am I, I believe I'm correct in saying that? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so then Marco would say, um, you know, Tottenham, Liverpool, Champions League, 2009 in Madrid, for example, and he would get a point. Um, we'll do best of five, kind of like a penalty shootout kind of system, and um, yeah, we'll see who wins. It should be interesting. And if you're listening at home, you know take part, be against your, your nan or whatever, you know, see who wins. Um, cool, you're the guest. Would you like to answer first or would you like me to answer first? Um, yeah, I'll answer first. All right, cool. So I've got my little uh, Word document up. So good luck. So, so the first final. All right, so you, here are your goal scorers. Risa, Gerard own goal. Kesman, Drogba, Nunes. Right. So I'm pretty sure this is League Cup final. Mm-hmm. Um, the game was Liverpool Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, you said Gerald and Gold, didn't you? I did. I'm just trying to remember the score. I want to say it was 3-2 at the Millennium Stadium mm-hmm. in 2003. N- no, 2004. Oh, shit. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go 2004. Three. <laughs> you know what? I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you a point for that because you literally got all the answers right except for the year. The year was 2005. 2005. Yeah. Damn. Of course it was. Yeah, the same year. Yeah, it was. Um, it was the first final Benitez took us to, I think, and it was yeah. Mourinho's first final at Chelsea. Yeah, I remember that was. Uh, I remember Gerard just flicking it into his own net, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And you had like Mourinho celebrating in front of our fans, and yeah, that was. Pardon me. That was a grim yes. day. Liverpool legend Nunes getting got on the score sheet as well that day. <laughs> Wonder ever happened to him. After we left, I just never heard from him ever again. 
Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> All right, mate. Cool. Hey, I'll give you what, your first one. Is? So you've got Eto and Messi. Oh, is that it? Eto and Messi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm pretty confident with this one. I'm pretty sure it's a Champions League final. I think it was the one. I think I think it was the one where Pep first won it, which I believe was two thousand nine. So yeah, I'm going to go two thousand nine Champions League final, Barcelona versus Man U, and if I remember rightly, it was played in Roma's stadium, I forgot, Stadio Olimpico in Rome. Absolutely spot on, mate. Fair play. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. My friend came around to watch it at my house because he got grounded. So he was like, yeah, can I watch it at yours? <laughs> yeah. And Messi absolutely, like, tore, you know, to shreds that day, didn't he? Remember that. That, that. I think that was really when he put himself really, that's when people were like, okay, this this guy's for real, you know? Yeah. All right. So 1-1, so one, one, is it? 1-1, one, one, yeah. I've got a note of the scores here. Um, okay. So your next cup final, Marco, here are your goal scorers. Canute, Maresca with two goals, and Luis Fabiano. Honestly, I'm stunned. I have absolutely no idea. Um, oh, gosh. Because I'm such a nice guy, I'll give you a clue if you want. Well, to get a point, you have to get every single thing right. You've got to get the location, the year, and the match, and the score. I mean, I don't mind being lenient. If you get like everything and you get like one thing wrong, I'm I'm willing um, to get the point. Did you say the scores again? Yep. So Canute, Maresca with two goals, and Luis Fabiano. For those of you who can't see, he's in, he's in deep thought. I am. You can have a clue if you like. I want to say the is the year two thousand and four. Uh, not quite. You're a couple of years out if that helps. Two thousand two. Um, <laughs> two thousand six. Yes. Two thousand six. Yeah. Right. Is it like a Europa League final? It is a Europa League final. I have no idea. There's no way I'll watch this game. Would you like a clue to one of the teams? Was one of the teams Porto? Or Celeste Madrid? Not quite. Different Benfica. country. Oh, different country. Different country from Benfica, sorry. From Portugal. Think of think about the uh, other side of the border of that country. <laughs> it wasn't Seville, was it? Sevilla. Yes. Cool. I definitely don't deserve a point on this. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm giving up. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go for it. It was so it was the 2006 UEFA Cup final, now known as the Europa League. Obviously, it was Middlesbrough and Sevilla. <laughs> and wow. 
the location would have been um, in Eindhoven in, in the Netherlands. Cool. When, when, yeah, when, 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 yeah, it was when Steve McLaren took Middlesbrough to the final. I think it was his last game in charge and they got absolutely smashed. What was the score in that game? 4-0. Oh, damn. Yeah, I thought it was quite a nice obscure one. I thought, let me, you know, it's quite a classic game. Yeah, that was quite a tough one. All right, so it remains 1-1. Cool. So the next one, again, it's quite tricky. There's one goal scorer here. Oh, okay. And that's Didier Drogba. Oh, my Lord. He, he scored a lot he of scored, finals. He scored a lot of goals in finals, right? Um, okay, so I'm going to have to think about this. So, in fact, you said Drogba suggests it was something played at Wembley. Because I know he had a thing where he kept scoring there. Um... So it's got to be like an FA or League Cup or something. One of those two. I'm trying to think. Um, so there was the one he scored against us when Andy Carroll had the, had the ghost goal kind of disallowed. But there were other goal scorers in that game, so it can't have been that. It's just Josh Drogba was the goal scorer, did you say? Yeah. Um, i trying to think, was there an FA Cup maybe? I think... Um... Oh, do you know what? I think it's between two. <laughs> so there was the one where they played Portsmouth, and he was—I'm sure he, was, he scored a free kick. But I think there was the one that was the first one against—I think I want to say it was Man U. And I'm sure it was the same scoreline. And oh, okay, that's a, that is a tricky one. So I've got to pick one out of two. I feel like you would have gone really—you would have tried to throw me off. So I'm going to go for the 2010 FA Cup final at Wembley. I think it was Chelsea 1, Portsmouth 0. Mate, you were so close. You should have gone for the other one. Oh, was it the 2007? Was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's 2007. Oh. That was a good one. Oh, no. You were so close, mate. You've, you've played me Fair there. I remember them both, though. Yeah. You've done me like an absolute kipper there. So what was the score in that Portsmouth final, then? I think they were both 1-0. I remember Drogba yeah. free kick off the post. I remember that. Oh, so maybe... So maybe I've caught you out there, mate. Yeah. I've played it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I, I thought that was the only, only goal he scored in where it was 1-0. Yeah. No, Might that was... Right. Think, yeah, three, few years later, yeah. I think it was when Ancelotti was there and they won the double, I I'm think. I'm going to give it a quick, quick Google search. Go for it, mate. Yeah, that was a tough one because literally it put me in a position where it's like, right, it's definitely that one or it's this one. I thought you tried the little uh, tactical uh, confusion there. Yeah, that's a bit unfair. If, if that was the case, I thought that would be the... Well, I, I thought yeah, was, you're right. I think it's... I mean, for, that, for, that, for that, you definitely have to get a point. Are you sure? I mean, I feel a bit wrong taking a point there. No, because you're right on both, both accounts there, weren't you? Fair enough. I, I appreciate actually, that. Thank I didn't you. actually realise he scored. Yeah. <laughs> You only go against Portsmouth. All right, so we're on to our, <laughs> our third final. I feel like this one's a bit tougher. Um, a so bit tougher it, than the last one. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So here are your goal scorers. Rebic, Usman Dembele and Aubameyang. I'll just repeat them again. Rebic... Usman Dembele, 
think I say his first name, Usman Dembele, and Aubameyang. So it's definitely got to be Dortmund against Munich, right? It could be, it could be not. Like one of the cup competitions in Germany. Um, he's in. Uh, he's in. So thoughts I'm gonna. I'm gonna say if I say two-one to Dortmund against Bayern Munich, would that be correct? Um. Okay, if it no. helps, you're pretty much right there. But they didn't play Bayern Munich. But, Who did he play for? He played for. Was it like Freiburg or something like that? Not quite. It, 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 all right, here's a clue. I'll give you a clue. It's when when you have like oh hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, where's this clue? Think of a very tasty German sausage. <laughs> so it's Frankfurt. So it's Dorman two Frankfurt one. Mm-hmm. I have no idea the year, so I'm going to say like 2016, 15. <laughs> That's when I'm playing for them, right? 2014. Well, you're, you're dangerously close with your first guess. Was it 2017? It was. Any idea on the venue uh, by any chance? Somewhere in Germany, Allianz <laughs> Arena. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go for it. So yeah, it was Dortmund and Frankfurt, German Cup final. Um, and it was Berlin. I, th- I can't remember what the stadium's called. Right. But yeah, it was, it was there. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that because you, you got it mostly right. I don't know about mate. that, but kind of you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to you. It's, it's, uh, it's 2-2. Very, very close at the moment. Cool. So you should imagine you'll get this one. Okay. So the scorers were, I think his name's Babel. I think that's how you say it. Gerard McAllister Fowler, a Jelly Own Goal, Alonso Moreno, and Cruyff. That's a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals. Okay. So, so did you say Michael Owen was in there? My clone is not in there, no. He's not in there. But Robbie Fowler is. So it's definitely a final with Liverpool, isn't it? Um, I think, like you said, McAllister suggests it's many years ago. I'm trying, I think, if I remember rightly, the UEFA Cup final, we played, I can't remember the team though, but I remember there was a lot of goals. I think it's the UEFA Cup final. I think it was when we won the three trophies. We won the FA, the League Cup, and I think we won the UEFA Cup, as it was then. So I think that was 2001. So I'm going to go to 2001 UEFA Cup. I think it was in... Where was it? I think it was in Dortmund Stadium, but I'm not sure. I'll say Dortmund Stadium. But I can't remember the team. It was a... Spanish team, I think. Oh, it was really, I don't think it was like one of the big ones. I don't think it was like Real, Barca, or Atletico. Even like Sevilla, I don't think it was one of those teams. 
Um, begins with A, I think. Alaves? Al- Al- I think it's Alaves. Some weird team. No, I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to put it in there. Yeah, you're spot on with all of it. <laughs> Damn. My memory's better than I thought it was. <laughs> if you, yeah. The worst part is, if you ask me to go and get you like a, a, a Jaffa cake from the fridge, by the time I've got to the, yeah, the door, yeah. I'll forget what it is that you wanted. <laughs> Yeah, it's Liverpool, I think it's 5-4 against Alaves, 2001. Yeah. Insane final. Yeah, insane. I think I was only about seven at the time. I don't remember watching it live, so I don't think I was a big football fan at that time. But if I did, I had watched that, I probably would have had heart palpitations, mate, honestly. Yeah. I think it, must, I think it went to extra time, didn't it? <laughs> I think it did. I think it was Golden Goal, yeah. if I remember rightly, that won it. Yeah, And then you had Golden Goal. Yeah. All right. So your next final It's 3-2. So I feel like I went really obscure with my finals, dude. If it, if it's hard, if it's harder than the last two, then you may as well just not say it. Honestly. <laughs> All right, I think I think I think you can get this one. All right, so here are your goal scorers. So you got Adriano with two goals, Kaka, Ronaldinho, and Pablo Aymar. Again, happy to give clues if required. So you're just, you're yours doing like second string cup finals now, aren't you? <laughs> this is like this is like a this is like a Coppa Italia final, isn't it? <laughs> it could be, could be not. So it was Adriano Kaka. Uh, so Adriano got two goals. Kaka, Ronaldinho, and Pablo Aymar. So Inter against AC final. Um, So, I'm going to say 2003. Um, was the score 4-3? That's my guess. I'm probably wrong, but... Do you want me to reveal? Yeah, go for it. Uh, okay, so it was actually the 2005 Confederations Cup Final. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> Confederations. Brazil versus Argentina. I, I, I was I, way off it then. I'll be honest with you. I can't remember where the final was off the top of my head. Um, I think it was in Germany somewhere. Yeah. And uh, it was 4-1 to Brazil. <laughs> so I, oh. I feel like I've stitched you up a bit there. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have got the Confederations Cup final in yeah. 2005. I tried my best to, to mix it up, you know, try and keep yeah. it, you know, unpredictable, you know? That's definitely unpredictable. <laughs> cool. So, if your next one, so Forlan got two goals and okay. Simon Davies got the other. Simon Davies, okay. Um, right, okay. I feel pretty confident with this one, actually. Before you said Forlan, I was like, okay, well, so when you said Davis, I feel like... So it's definitely when Fulham got to the Europa final. So I'm going to go Europa League final. Atletico versus Fulham. Uh, so, yeah, Europa League 2010. I'm not... I can't quite recall where it was played. Um, I think... Oh, I want to say it was 
I'm sure it was, was it Germany or somewhere like that? Spain? No, I don't think it was Spain. Um, so you're right when you said Germany. Okay. I don't feel like it would have gone the big one for Allianz Arena, not for the Europa League. In one of the sort of fifth, sixth place teams. I don't know why Schalke's screaming out to me. I forgot what the stadium's called. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Schalke Stadium. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna go with that. That's our stadium. I mean, it wasn't. It was in Hamburg. But oh. You got the rest right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I imagine you got to give yourself a point for that. To be fair. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a tough. I remember the game. I remember yeah. watching it, but I just couldn't remember the exact venue. That was a legendary Fulham side, wasn't it? It was Zamora. Clint Dempsey. Clint, oh, Clint Dempsey was a baller, wasn't he? It was a legendary Paul Koncheski. <laughs> That's crazy. Paul Koncheski has played in a European final. Yeah, that's crazy. Let me blow. Let me blow all your minds, right? Paul Koncheski has played in more European finals than Zlatan Ibrahimovic. It's <laughs> pretty tragic. I'm sure Zlatan, if, if you're listening, we be happy to hear that. Mate, he'll throw his laptop across the room. I think hearing that. He will. <laughs> all right. So you've got one more. Um, you can't technically catch up now because we're doing to out of five. Best of five, right? But I'll make it interesting, right? Because we always like to spice things up. This is double points, right? So if you get this, all or nothing. If you get this, um, it'll be level. Then I'd have to get the next one to win. Does that work for you? That works for me. I mean, there's no way in hell I'm going to get this. But yeah, go for it. All right. So for double points to level it up, here are your goal scorers: Cristiano Ronaldo, Diego Costa. And Miranda. So this was obviously Atletico against Real. Real Madrid derby. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I want to say it was in the Copa del Rey. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, Two thousand fourteen, I want to say. I help him, lads. I feel like I should. Um, you're like Is it the same year they play each other in the Champions League final. It's not. It's the season before that. If that helps, I don't know when they play each other in the Champions League final. 2015? Not quite. 16? Going a bit too far forward in time now. Oh, mate. Was it 2000? I don't know. I have no idea. So it was 2 1 to Real Madrid, Copa del Rey. Um, I suppose I've got to give you a location as well. What was that? Sorry? I have to give you a location. Yeah. Um, was it? I don't know. Where do they play the Copa del Rey finals? 
if it helps, I, have a set venue. I think it changes depend year by yeah. year, depending who's in the final. I think if it helps. Just for out saying they played Seville. Do you want me to tell you? Mate, put me on the misery. All right, so you were bang on with the teams. Uh, you were bang on with the competition as well. It was the 2013 Copa del Rey final. Um, and it was played at the Burnabout, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I feel like you got most of it. I'm, I'm willing to, to give you the points there. But you got most of it. Mate, that's just that's just out of pity. <laughs> Mate, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not keep... taking your pity points. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to keep it, you know, unlike the European Com- Super League, I'm trying to keep it competitive, mate. You know, that's fair. That's fair. So if I get the next one, I win. Otherwise, I mean, go Sunday. this one is probably the hardest one. Let's do it. Okay, so there's one goal scorer. Okay. If you get this, I'll be so surprised. Okay. His name is Andreas Bremer. I think I'm saying that correctly. Okay. Spell out as B-R-E-H-M-E. Andreas. Okay, so I don't... Oh, okay. I don't feel like you would have gone to something random like the Danish Cup final or something, unless you're a big, like, Copenhagen fan. It's your second team or something. Um... Uh, okay, comes in deep thought here. He sounds. I'm trying to. I'm trying to analyze him. I don't. He's not a player I know off the top of my head. He's definitely not on my team. Put it that way. Um, sounds like a European team or a European player. So it's got to be a European competition, maybe. Um. Andreas, it sounds Swedish, but I don't think you would have picked a Swedish, you know, IKEA Cup final or something. I can't, I can't. <laughs> um, sounds, I'll give you a clue. It's not, it's, it's not a European competition. It's not a European. So maybe it's a World Cup, but I don't Correct. know. Okay. Andre, I'm sure. Okay. So let's think about this. Let's, let's think about this. It's got to be. Could be German, maybe. Brem, Bremher? Brem, trying to... Okay, I'm trying to think. So Germany, how many finals have been? Germany been a lot of finals. Um, I'm trying to think. Have there been any like low-scoring finals? Um, so it's got to be... So it's not... You said it's not a European competition, right? So it's got to be a World... I think it's a World Cup then. Or I mean, it could be... Okay, I'm going to take a bit of a stab here. There's a lot riding in this. I'm split between two. So I think it could be a World Cup final. It could be a Club World Cup final. Because obviously when teams win the Champions League, they go into to that one, don't they? In like Japan or wherever it normally is. Um, oh, come on, Rob. Think, think. Okay. But then... Who would he put club things? What club would he? Okay, I'm going to go for the an international. I'm going to go for. I think it's a World Cup final. I think it was uh, the year was when. Uh, so, thing is, where is he from though? Brem. 
Okay, uh, <laughs> so I'm going for, and who's won the World Cup? So I know Sweden. He's got to be German or something. I know Netherlands haven't won it. So I'm going to assume he's German. Um, I'm going to go... It's got to be in the 19-something because I've not heard of him in this century. I'm going to go 1962 World Cup final, maybe? Yeah. yeah I mean, you're, you're, a few, you're a few years out. A few years out, no, okay. Well, no, no, sorry, a few few decades out. A few decades, oh my lord, okay. Um, Barem, I just don't know the name. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of this guy, to be fair. No. I mean, I'm trying to think who won the... All right, so if there's a few... I mean, it could be... I mean, you say that it could be in, like, 1930s or something, but... Um, Trying to think Germany. I mean, it's in the last 31 years. I'll give you a clue. Yeah. I mean, I know they won it in 1990 because that's when we had the infamous Germany-England semi-final and Lineker shit himself that's on the correct. pitch. Yep. So maybe he scored in the final of that game. In that, not in that game, that tournament maybe. So maybe yeah, I'll go... Did. Sorry? Maybe he did. So you know what? Okay, I'm going to go for the 1990 World Cup final. Germany versus, I don't think they played. I think because four years beforehand would have been when Maradona did the hand of God and they won it. I feel like they reached the final again. So, yeah, I'm going to go for them. And it was Italia 90, great tournament. So the final would have played in the capital, which is Rome. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. And the score... Would have obviously been one nil, no? No, it's uh, four nil, mate. It's four <laughs> goals. Yeah, spawn. Oh, so West Germany against Argentina at the time. That's yeah, yeah. I don't know the name though, Bremer. Because when I'm I was thinking... Bremer, no, did he play for like Dortmund no or idea. something? I have no idea. He's probably a defender. Yeah, what's he doing? I mean, what, what, what was like a header or something? I don't know. Damn. Well, you, definitely, you definitely stumped me there, mate. <laughs> Damn. Well, that means it's 5-4, though. Um, we've both done our five, which means I narrowly take it. You do. I mean, deserve. I don't think I actually got one spot on, so... There were some tough ones in there, though. I feel like I went quite obscure with mine. Yeah. I tried to really mix it up because, basically, I'll tell I you... Mean, Confederations Cup finally, come on. <laughs> I thought people watched the... I used to watch the Confederations Cup when it was on. But, I mean, I had... So I had 2014 FA Cup final on there as a potential tiebreaker. And mm. knowing you were coming on the podcast, I picked the 1982 World Cup final as well, when Italy beat, I think it was Germany in the final. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you would have got that. Rossi. Is that the one where, um, yeah, Rossi. And the iconic celebration, right? Cardelli was nuts. It? Yeah. Oh, well played. That was a good effort from both of us, I feel. You can have a rem- rematch next time you're on the podcast. <laughs> Definitely. All right, mate. Um, cool. Well, thank you for taking part in that quiz. Thank you for providing some uh, cup finals. No um, worries. 
we're going to continue now with our ultimate 11s. We left it with our defenders. Um, we're now going to do midfielders and strikers and then probably call it a day. So, Marco, I will let you continue. Uh, would you like to tell us your first midfielder, please? Yeah, it's first midfielder straight in there. It's got to be a Stevie G. Nice. So, yeah, favourite player growing up, watching football. Um, yeah, the guy could do everything. Like, the moments he created in matches were so unique. When they, mm. like, he did them so often as well. Like, yeah. I can't think of a player that like, came up clutch in so many big matches. I mean, you obviously got the players like Ronaldo and Messi. But in terms of, like, in terms of midfielders, mm. it's like individual performances and influence on matches, yeah, it was crazy. Um, and yeah, I'd say greatest player to never win the Premier League. I would agree. I would agree. Um, here's an interesting. I suppose, I suppose you, you've got him in there as well. Uh, I do. I do. I will comment about why I picked him as well. Um, but here's an interesting question Gerard or Lampard, who's better in their prime? I mean, if Lampard is better, he would be in my team, wouldn't he? <laughs> Too fair, if you put them, put them in next to other, they can't play together. So that would, yeah, that would exactly. ruin the foundations of your team. We saw that in England, didn't we? We did. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I, I also picked Steven Gerrard. Um, a little bit of bias I felt kicked in, but at the same time, I just think that, with all due respect to Frank Lampard, I feel like, for example, I talked with him say, he was always in great, not great Chelsea teams, but very good Chelsea teams. Whereas Steven Gerrard made that 2005. This man pretty much single-handedly drags Jimmy Traore, you know, Milan Barros, you know, Gabriel Cisse with like one working leg to a Champions League final, won it. You know, not, not just that, he went on to, to do the same in the FA Cup final, carried us to that. And for years was our, our leading goal scorer. Then we'd like Torres come in, like he could just adapt to playing with any real striker. Even when we had Andy Carroll, he was, you know, providing balls to him and stuff. And he was absolutely shocking, Andy Carroll. So... Yeah, I just think he was the complete midfielder, to be honest. And it's like a slight injustice that he never won the Premier League. Um, obviously, we had the infamous slip, which I feel like people, were, you know, when we look back in like 20 years' time, people will look back on Stephen Gerrard and think of and laugh at him because of the slip. But I think everything he achieved in his career, to be honest, um, surpasses that, really. Yeah, definitely. No, It'll be interesting to see how he get, gets on as a manager as well. So yeah. He's good going well on Rangers. Yeah. I mean, he's already won a league title, so in that dominant yes. fashion, got him playing good in Europe as well. You know, bright future for him, I'd say. Um, and this was another reason I wanted, I went for Gerard as well, because I feel like not like a lot of people look at his club accomplishments, but when you look at international, like, okay, he didn't win anything, but I always felt like he was the one player like at tournaments who would constantly deliver, like Euros, World yeah. Cups, even though we didn't really do very well. He was the one kind of player that was like, okay, he'd come back with his head held high, you know. Yeah, for sure. But I think it was the which game? I think it was the two, was it two thousand ten World Cup? I mean, he scored, he scored against USA. Was it? I mm-hmm. think it was that tournament? Yeah, he played. I think he played really well in every game. Yeah, like, the rest of the team. Yeah, I remember that. It was a, that was a horrible World Cup. <laughs> under Fabio Capello, wasn't it? It was. was. It? Yeah, the, the legend. You know, announced a team. What was it? An hour before kickoff. Yeah, shocking, mate. Shocking. Ridiculous. That's a different conversation in itself, together, really. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, I think we're both very much in agreement there. Who is joining Mr. Steven Gerrard in midfield for you? So, partner Gerrard in midfield can only be one man. So, I've gone for Zidane. Um, 
yeah, the guy was absolute quality. He could do everything, couldn't he? Mm. Um, I think, what was it, the 2002 Champions League final? It was between oh. Madrid and Leverkusen, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that was the, the first final I can actually remember watching. Yeah. Um, even at the time, I realised that goal was something pretty special. It's like He made everything look so easy, like easy didn't he? Mm. And another performance I can remember is, I think, the 2006 World Cup against yeah. Brazil. I think, yeah, that was probably the most dominant midfield display I've like, witnessed. Like he literally just took the piss out of players most of the time, didn't he? Like yeah. A good Brazil squad as well. Yeah. Zidane had to be in there. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think we're thinking on the same wavelength with midfield because I also went with Zidane. I just couldn't leave him out, to be honest. Like you said, I just think he's the most one of the most complete midfielders I've ever probably ever seen. Like you said, he could dominate games. He could produce moments of magic. Like, yeah, that volley in the final against um, Leverkusen. Like, I think that was with his weak foot. I think I've heard him say as well. It was, yeah. Like, mate, I, I've tried to replicate that in the park. And let's just say I had to go to Sports Direct afterwards to go buy a new football because that one was gone. So to get, oh, it's just, yeah, the things he could do, you know, dominate games and always in the big games as well. I feel like he always turned up like, without failure, you know? Yeah, he did. I mean, apart from a one incident, 2006. <laughs> um. Well, you're an Italy fan, of course. I mean, I've got to ask how you felt watching that live, watching him nut Matarazzi in the World Cup final. Oh, mate, I absolutely loved every second of it. <laughs> I remember everyone just going absolutely crazy when that happened. Yeah. Um, so I think they didn't actually capture it live, I don't think. No. I think they only showed it on the replays. So yeah. everyone was just like, what is going on? It's like, referee just showing a red card. Like, yeah, to do something like a play. But yeah, when that happened... I think there's only like a few minutes left to play because it was an extra time, wasn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely ridiculous moment as well. Like his last thing to do on a football pitch. Yeah. Do you, um, um, but yeah. Do you think if that had never happened, if you could say we could rewrite history and he never nutted Matarazzi, do you think France mm. would have gone on to win that final? Or do you think he still would have gone on and, and won it? That's hard to say. I mean, I think obviously we're still going to penalties. I mean, we'll do perfectly speaking. Um, yeah. we did score like all our penalties in the shootout obviously mm. he would have been one of the takers I think for them I think the only player that missed was Treasure Gay um, yeah. yeah I don't know it's hard to say but I think we still would have gone to win yeah I feel like I the Italy team that, yeah, was very good yeah very good team um, but yeah Zidane I think had to was just a given really and I just, I just so, so much composure so much elegance like in that final like, do you remember the penalty he'd done where he just in you know, yeah. World Cup final, nil-nil, chipped it down the middle. I just thought you were taking the piss, mate, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, just... Balls are still that guy. <laughs> um, okay, so we've gone for the same two midfielders. Are we going to go for this? Are we going to go for the same overall midfield? Let's find out, Marco. Who is partnering Steven Gerrard and Zidane in your midfield? Well, I'm pretty certain you have this guy in your team. Um, yeah. Like, there were so many players I could have picked, like singing of Kaka, Pirlo, even Iniesta could have gone in there. Um, although he might still be playing, I'm not actually sure. I think Iniesta's um, still playing in Japan, I think. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah it can only be one guy, Diego Maradona. Okay. Um, so I put him in, obviously, a more attacking position. Um, the one annoying thing is, it was before our time, so 
it would have been yeah such a good thing to actually see him play live that mm. would have been so insane wouldn't it and just watching yeah. clips of him and seeing i don't know if you've seen a documentary of him um I haven't actually no oh yeah definitely check it out i mean that guy had a very eventful life <laughs> so likely um even though yeah the way he just pretty much like single-handedly won the was it 1986 World Cup was in it for them? The hand of God and all that. And exactly. Like, produced, yeah, obviously one of the most iconic moments in the sport. Mm. Um, and, like, I even think today, like, could you imagine if that happened today? Um, like, with VR and everything? Yeah. It would be, like, an, it would be a nothing moment, wouldn't it? Something that everyone would forget about the next day because we talk chalked off. But the fact yeah. that the goal stood... And they went on to actually win the World Cup. Yeah. Um, we'll have people talking about forever winning it. So, yeah, even though it was very controversial, life pre-VAR was just 10 times more entertaining. Um, yeah, you can definitely tell my view on VAR. I think we all agree. Um, yeah. I mean, I think VAR is just a, yeah, we could do another whole podcast about VAR, to be honest. But, yeah, I, I, I mean... I felt like at the World Cup, it was used very well. Like, you know, the, was it 2018 when they first used it? I thought it was actually used very well. But I just feel like the officials in this country just don't know what they're doing. Like some of the penalties and the offsides is, oh, mate, I, I could go on for hours, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I really do hope they, like, change that whole offside rule when yeah. you're offside by, what is it, a toenail? Toenails, yeah. The amount of goals have been offside because, like, like this one thing I don't get is, you know, his elbow was offside, but mm. you can't score with your elbow. So what? Exactly. Oh, mate. Yeah, I just, I'm not going to go there because whether we'll be here for hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think Maradona's a really good shout. Um, I will, all right, slight spoiler. He is in my team, but not quite where you would expect him. But I've got my reasons. Um, but yeah, one thing I love about Maradona is like with the hand of God, like he did it and then came out and said, yeah, yeah, I handballed it. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, mm. and, and I saw like an interview. Was like, when I was too small to reach it against whoever. I think it was Peter Shilton. So I just thought, sod it, you know, hand out, bang, goal. Love it. I love the arrogance. You know, I mean, I'd be fuming That's... if I'd seen that live, but yeah, you know what? He admitted it. Fair play to him. You know, but I think we probably, would, you know, they were. I think that was just one of those things where that team was, and him especially, was so good. They probably would have won that game and just won the whole thing anyway. To be honest, yeah. I mean, that was the game he scored, that ridiculous goal. Where he dribbled past, was it like eight players? Yeah. The whole it? it was iconic goal, mate, honestly. Um, yeah, he was an absolute baller. Um, but in terms of my team, so like I said, Maradona isn't there, but not where you would expect. But I'm, I'm going to explain my logic there. Um, but no, for, to complete my midfield, I actually went with a very interesting character. Um, it is Ronaldinho. Um, uh, someone I grew up watching quite a lot, um, you know, very much trickster, but, you know, like in his prime, he was just crazy, skillful, could score goals, could dribble, could beat players, had vision, could pull something out of nothing, creative. I just think that sort of between, you know, sort of 2004, 06, that sort of era, he was just unplayable. And he had vision, you know, especially with the vision as well, like the free kick against like uh, England in the World Cup, when he just caught Seaman out, like most players would not have the audacity to try that. And he just went for it. And I just think he would, you know, with the players I've got in this team, he, the creativity and the, the pace he could add is just absolutely crazy. Um, so I thought I've got to get him in this team. 
you know, long shots, free kicks, penalties. He, he just had it all, really. I think, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, not trying to give away spoilers, but I have put him in my team. Um, <laughs> Sports Again, in a different position. Exactly. Yeah, he was, yeah, absolute quality, wasn't he? Mm. I think probably the, one of the, like, most entertaining players you could see. Yeah. Like, the stuff he did with the football was ridiculous. Yeah, just, it's just, yeah, elegant and... I just think I just think he had it all to be honest. Um, it's just yeah. a shame that he liked the the odd drink or so off the pitch, you know, like the odd party. You know, it started to ruin him towards the back end of his career, didn't it? Really? Yeah. Pardon me, but yeah, that's uh, all right. So we're almost at the end. Uh, so you went for a four-three-three as well, right? Yeah. So um, uh, it's up to you. Do you want to go with your striker first or one of your wingers? Um, so obviously I said I got so I put Ronaldinho at left wing yeah um, I know most of his career he played as number 10 didn't he mm-hmm. um, but I remember his days at Barca where like he used to like drift out to the left yeah the guy was a magician wasn't he he was um, yeah even the days that, when he was at Milan was, he just he used to do things that no other player could do didn't he it's like watching like compilations of him as well mm. Yeah, he's just, yeah, absolutely insane player. Pretty versatile as well. Like, to play, like, you know, like a number 10, sometimes on the wing. Like, I never forget the game. I think it was in the Classico when uh, he dribbled, like, multiple players, dribbled past one centre-back, smashed it in. And, like, there were even the Real yeah. Madrid fans, like, stood up to applaud him because it was just so outrageous. You know? Just, yeah, insane player. So, in terms of wingers, okay, I thought this was going to be the most, probably the most controversial selection. Um, but uh, like I mentioned earlier I have included Maradona in my team um, but I've actually chucked him at left wing which I know wasn't a sort of conventional position for him but my logic was in this team right with the with the with his height with with the dribbling and just everything that he can do I feel like he would be an amazing winger Um, you know can score goals can cut in can can beat players. He can provide service for the other attacking players in my team. So, yeah, I put Mr. Maradona at left wing. I'm sure you've got some interesting thoughts on my uh, choice of position for him. <laughs> yeah, that is very interesting. But I'm not sure. Did he? So how often did he play there? Did he ever play in his career? Um, not too often, I, I don't think. Let me check him on Google. Um, I think he was very much more of a sort of, yeah, sort of kind of like a false nine. Um, yeah. Yeah, like an attacking midfielder, second striker. Um, but I feel like as a winger, he could be just as effective, to be honest. Um, I just, yeah, as well with his height as well, like he doesn't have to sort of be overly strong in that position, which he's not, you know, well, in his prime, he weren't exactly. I mean, he weren't, he weren't a pushover, but at the same time, he weren't like a brute. He was just pace and skill. So that's why I think, I think he, was, he was actually he was, quite, he was quite strong as well, wasn't he? Mm. Like for his high and everything. Yeah. So that's why I think he could be quite effective as a winger, even though he didn't sort of play there in his career. Yeah. I think I think he could work there, personally. There we go, mate. Rob Stein management right there. <laughs> mate, what I'm saying is if, if, if Harry Redknapp can turn Gareth Bell from a left back to a left wing, anything is possible, you know? Pardon me, right. Um, would you like to tell us who you've got as your striker? Striker. 
Yeah, so I've gone for... Um, yeah, there's only one player I could think of, really. That was Ronaldo. Obviously, the real Ronaldo. Fuck to Ronaldo. I just, yeah, I just think that, yeah, at his peak, he was easily one of the greatest finishers of all time. Um, yeah, I just think people forget how quick and powerful he was as well. Um, like, how skillful he was. I just have, I think I have vague memories as well of him in that 2002 was scene where he yeah. literally just tore everyone to shreds, didn't he, that tournament. Um, he, he did. And again, yeah, he literally won like everything that player could. Was he the youngest player to win the Ballon d'Or? Did he win it twice as well, I think it was? I think it was, yeah, once or twice he, he won it in the, yeah. I want to say the late 90s, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's just a shame that he, he had a few injuries as well, which hindered his career, but... Mm. Yeah, the guy was quality. But yeah, yeah, to go in my team. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I also went with um, R9, the the OG Ronaldo. Um, I just felt like I could not... I mean, it was tough. There was a lot of good strikers I could have gone for, but yeah, I just think he was in his in his prime. He was just the complete striker, really. Um, strong, skillful, you know, instinctive finishing, made incredible like runs off the ball and stuff. And I'm just looking at his stats in front of me now. Like 343 club games, 247 goals, 62 goals in 98 games for Brazil. Like you said, he had um, did have some like serious injury issues. Um, but even then, like considering he spent, there was a, sp- a period where he spent about a year or two like injured just on the sidelines. And he still came back and just continued where he left off, won the World Cup because he'd done it at Real Madrid. So, yeah, I don't think there's been many better like out and out centre forwards as good as him. Um, like, I think there's very few that you can maybe put him up there with, but yeah, just the complete striker, really. I'm glad we're uh, on the same page. We're in agreement. <laughs> I, like, I can't remember who else I considered. Um, there was, I did think about trying to think who it was. Um, Emil Heskey, obviously. Um, of course, yeah. You know, um, Andy Carroll. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> no, I think, I think he was a clear winner for me. Right final position who is your other winger um so i know this is supposed to this guy did not play in the right wing but sorry right. couldn't this guy he didn't play on the right wing but i couldn't leave him out of the team okay. um it's thierry Henry. Oh, so yeah i mean i know i think he started his career on the left didn't he and then I so, when yeah. he moved to arsenal i think yeah he played as a number nine but i'm sure the guy could play anywhere up front so yeah put him on the right um, yeah, he's definitely one of my favourite players, um, especially watching him as a kid. Like, he used to absolutely terrorise defences. Yeah. Um, I remember even when he played against us, he was scoring pretty much every game, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, the guy was literally an absolute monster. I don't think anyone stopped him when he was just running that pace. Um, I think I saw a stat as well where he had around, I think he had 250 like, goal contributions in 250 games in the wow. Premier League, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, in my opinion... Definitely the greatest Premier striker of, of all time. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Henri, like, yeah, Henri at Arsenal was just insane. Because um, yeah, I think you're right, when he was at uh, one of Juventus or, or Monaco, come which one it was, but I think he did start, I was a winger, didn't he? It's only when he came yeah. Yeah, to the Premier League that Wenger made him a striker and then the rest is history, really. I think, yeah, definitely, he probably is the best sort of forward I've probably seen in the Premier League. Like, don't get me wrong, Salah and Mane are up there, but in terms of, you know, like achievements and, and records, yeah, I, I, th- I don't think many, there's been many as good as Henri, to be honest. 
you know, you can maybe say like Ronaldo, but obviously he didn't stay in the Premier League for as long. Um, but yeah, Henri was just an absolute tank of a man, a beast. I think he just had it all really. There's not much he couldn't do. And as well, yeah, like he said, as well as the goals, he just had like insane vision, like could just pick out a pass, just pulled out just ridiculous moments, really. Um, but I didn't go for Thierry Henry. It was, it was tough to not put him in there. But I, uh, I've gone for a slightly controversial final player to see my team out. I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but it's actually a Manchester United and Northern Ireland Nanny, legend. It? It's not who? Nanny. Oh, no, it's, it's not Nanny, no. It is George Best. Um, okay. I just think, like, I've watched, like, clips of George Best and stuff, and what we see the likes of Maradona and Messi doing is what this guy was doing. Like, on his day, like, I know he had his troubles with, like, alcohol abuse and stuff like that, but give this guy the ball on a pitch, he would dribble around the whole team, score goals, win trophies. He was just absolutely ridiculous. Like, he could carry, he carried, like, Man United um, through so many, like, successes and stuff, like, after the Munich air disaster and stuff. And I just think, as I think he's someone that kind of we, some people, like, forget about and stuff, but he was like the OG, he was just on another planet and probably had he sorted his personal troubles out, I think he could have been up there with like Maradona and, and, and Pele and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I just, I couldn't, I, I, he was one player I had to get in there because for me, he was one, pardon the pun, he really was one of the best. So he had to be had to get that in there, didn't you? Had to get had, had, had to be done, mate. I put him in there just for that fun. I'm, my yeah, real, but now I'm joking, is the, yeah, yeah, he is. He was the man, though. I just think, yeah, I couldn't leave him out, really. I mean, yeah, I can't argue against that because honestly, I haven't really seen, I didn't mm. see him play. Like, I'm really watching clips of him or anything. Um, but yeah, everything I hear about him, quality player. Yeah, just yeah. unplayable on his day, really. Absolutely unplayable. Right. So finally, uh, who's going to be uh, giving the team talks and doing the tactics and swearing at your players? I mean, there can only be one person, right? I feel like we've gone for the same person, but I'll let you go first. Yeah, probably, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went for Ferg- Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could only be him, right? Yeah. Of all time. I've also gone for him. As, as, as much as it pains me. Yeah. The guy won, like, what, 49 trophies? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's definitely the greatest manager. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, what's crazy about Ferguson is what he came to Man United in when was it like 1986 when they were shit? Let's be honest, yeah. they were shit. It was all you know, it was all Liverpool winning everything in England, right? He, you know, he got Man United successful, winning league titles, stayed there like multiple years when the league was changing, thing, you know, the world of football was changing, money was getting more bigger and stuff like that. And even throughout all that, you had like City coming through, Chelsea, he was still winning Champions Leagues and leagues and making players like Chris Smalling look like prime Maldini, mate. You know what I mean? Because the second he walked away and said, no, I'm done, look look how, look, look, at the sudden decline they've had. Like, they're not the worst team in the world, but they'll probably never be at the heights that they were with Ferguson. So, yeah, it was a no-brainer for me for the manager. It had to be Ferguson. And if we have to do assistant manager, I don't know, um, Roy Evans, mate, get him in there. <laughs> Roy Evans. But yeah, had to, uh, had to be done. Cool. I think those are some some solid teams. Um, I know. Is there anything in my team you'd look at and you would change if you could? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still not convinced of Maradona left wing. Yeah. Um, 
I just feel like he played a lot better as sort of like a attacking midfielder, like off the striker. Um, other than that, two solid teams there. I, I agree. Also, also, I feel like Maldini was maybe better at left back as well. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I kind of went for what I'd seen based on my experiences of watching Maldini because a lot of yeah. the years I watched him, he was a centre-back and he was just like ridiculous, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's crazy. You look at these teams, there's a lot of players that like, I didn't make the cut, you know, like Lampard, even like, you know, Pele. No, 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 neither of us put Pele, which is interesting. Do you want me asking why you didn't go for I mean, he scored, he scored half his goals against Brazilian farmers, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wasn't convinced on his record. There's been a lot of uproar, and I just, I don't know. I just yeah. think R9's better, personally. I mean, it's, it's a bit hard as well, because I know a lot of these players were before our time. Yeah. And like, obviously, if we did watch them live or at the time, then our opinions would obviously be different. But yeah, I mm. suppose that like, our choices were influenced by like, what we saw as well. Yeah, I agree. I'm just looking at my team. Pretty much all, our, all my players pretty much retired in like like 2000s probably barring maybe um no yeah actually besides george best and maradona pretty much all my guys were playing into the into the 2000s so yeah, yeah i think definitely age has influenced these teams you know maybe yeah. for like 60 odd we would probably be saying oh bobby charlton mate you know he's, he's better than this guy you know but it's interesting it's very interesting to see yes. damn um, okay, so I mean, I think there's some good teams there. Um, there was a question, a couple of questions I was going to ask you at the start, which I forgot to ask. Um, so we'll just go over it quickly, I guess. The European Super League, give me your thoughts. <laughs> Honestly, mate. Um, so I heard your, you did that Super League round, didn't you, for, the, for your third podcast? I did. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Perez gave it a listen. I'm sure he did. Hope he did. I'm sure he did. No, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? At the time, like it was a crazy week. Mm. So I feel like the whole thing. I was just looking for another way just to monetize the game, really. Um, yeah. Like you see as well, just the American influence that was like trying to get into the game. Like just look at the like the owners involved. Mm. Um, they literally had no care like, for the fans at all, did they? Um, yeah. It was all about making more money. I know that's what football is like. Slowly becoming, isn't it? Just uh, like. The amount that's just distributed like towards the amongst the biggest clubs. Mm. That's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I don't know who in their right minds would come up like with an idea like that yeah. and not expect the backlash that it got. I mean, it's genuinely worrying. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's mainly been pushed by Perez and um, the guy that owns Juventus. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, I think it was Agnelli, wasn't it? Agnelli, yeah. Um, yeah. I know Agnelli, I think, left, didn't he, Juventus? And Perez is still trying to push the idea so yeah yeah i mean i did a rant on him but yeah because barcelona barcelona didn't even pull out as well i think they're still in it mm. and madrid is still in it so yeah i just don't know yeah i i agree really it's just yeah money grabbing and it's just they're treating it like not like a sport but like a business it's not about our oh, fans and stuff it's how can i make more money we don't care about you because exactly. i want, want to make money 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 and oh, God, just... um yeah i mean even with uefa as well it's like sort of they looked at the lesser of two evils already, isn't it? Like, yeah. That was actually my next so question because right. I spoke about the form, new format in my last podcast. Um, right. I was wondering what your thoughts are on it. Like, do you like the new format, the 3016 format? Mm. 
I can't say that, dude. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's just another Super League with, with a different name, right? Mm. I mean, I know you can still qualify and everything, but like, I'm hearing about all this coefficient bullshit. Yeah. But you can qualify <laughs> without even getting top four. I mean, come on. Yeah. That is absolutely ridiculous, I think. I feel like we you just could, earn the plays to get into top four. We could finish I mean, sixth. Yeah, we could finish sixth this season. Say it was based on the current yeah. currency. We could finish sixth where we are now and still be in the Champions League because we've won it before. Exactly. That's just ridiculous, ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Damn. Well, mate. Just, um, again, it's like favouring the big teams, isn't it? It is. It's just, I think it's about like TV revenue because they know having them sort of, as well as the more games, having, you know, the big teams in there ultimately is going to gain more revenue, isn't it? Compared to, exactly. like, say you're someone that supports, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, something like um, Liverpool versus... Maribor is going to be better than Olympiacos versus Maribor, you know, let's be honest. So, yeah, yeah, it's, um, I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest, but it doesn't look like it's going to be stopped or anything. So, we'll just have to accept it. You will. Awesome. Awesome. All right, then, mate. Um, thank you for appearing on the podcast. No worries. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's been fun yeah. having a guest. Definitely. Um, we'll definitely do another podcast together again I'll definitely be back on here again um, I'll let you know in good time um, but yeah thank you for bringing your very good uh, team on here um, some interesting opinions and um, I will let you get on with your day I'll also get on with mine and yeah thank you very much oh, cheers mate awesome and uh, to the listeners of Sia Says uh, thank you for listening. Let us know what you thought of our teams, if you would have done anything differently. Um, and I have a great day or night. And um, yeah, see you later, everyone.